Welcome back, everyone, to the Discipline the Gens podcast. I'm your host, Matty Betts. I'm here with Trevor and Gino. And today is day two of giving out picks every single day. And yesterday, we hit 3-0 and on our picks. Shout out to both Trevor and Gino, because I didn't give out any plays yesterday. But I am going to bring you guys some UFC today. So, boys, how are we feeling today after that, that fire from yesterday? I mean, four units on three bets almost is uh, if you're if you're not if you're not happy with that, I got nothing else for you. That's all the bullets I got. <laughs> that's as good as we're gonna get. I hate to say it, but right. that's as good as it gets. Yep. So can't complain uh, on those days. Gotta, gotta, yeah, you gotta enjoy those days when they come. Absolutely. Let's keep the momentum going, Trevor. I'm gonna get started with you. What you got for us today? So when we went through today, um, I was able to find. Um, another split market on NHL. So in our private area, I, I filled the guys in. The market for NHL props opens up around 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. A couple times a week, I'll drag my butt out of bed early and get it because there's some crazy value on some of the books, right? They're coming out. There's not as much bet on NHL compared to NFL, and there, there's room to get it. So sometimes you can find – it's not every day – you can find split markets and the split market is where we're able to go in and we're getting different prices on different markets. So you'll see scrolling across the bottom. If you're watching the stream, we got Brendan Shane today over one and a half shots on goal and uh, the big man, Jake from Pittsburgh over two and a half. Now, both of those guys on every other book had a three and a half shot on goal and a two and a half shot on goal. So anytime we could, take those higher odds, get them reduced down like we did yesterday to a, a 132 and we're getting plus odds on it. We're taking that in our advantage when the, when we find books that are off market and they haven't adjusted yet. So that's where something we want to take advantage of. And then NHL today in our private area, we have a ton of plays. There was a ton of value. And one of the things you have to watch for too, where, where the advantage in props is, is not just that, is having models that work. And so I've been really working hard behind the scenes on my NHL model. And we want it to be able to tell us different things. Just because just the market's off or the money's off, I'm also checking it with where my model says it's going to be. So there's times we take advantage and there are times we step back. So that's definitely something we're looking for. I also got a few college basketball plays up today, some value we found. And uh, you know, you're Mr. Data, posting all our data every day. So when we get over to you, I want to talk to you about the Georgia-Alabama game. We, uh, I got an interesting question to help educate the folks on that. So how are you looking today, Gino? You just yeah, threw them up sure. there, my I, dude. Those are my two plays that I feel the best about. Uh, I was throttling back and forth. In DD, we gave out four one-unit plays, five half units in just NCAA basketball. Then NHL, I did two one units and two half units. And these are two of the one unit plays. Uh, Vatek, minus five and a half. And uh, I went back and forth on the two one units, but I decided to give out the Rangers-Calgary over six and a half. What do you like on the Rangers-Calgary play? Yeah, I, honestly, it was just money movement. Um, I actually watched 
This is going to sound the opposite of what I usually look for. So this is actually more money came in on the under in this game, and Vegas stuck the line. So I saw more money wow. and more tickets, and the line stuck, and I saw it stuck. It's almost like the opposite of steam. I saw it stuck everywhere. So I, the logic there is that Vegas is exposed on this under, but they're very comfortable. None of the places dipped it to six. So that's where, uh, yeah, for me, I'm just I try and be a value better one. If my model gives out plays like, oh, it should have been seven, should have been eight. That's not the case in this. This is just simply I'm in bed with Vegas. I, I love being in bed with those guys. That's uh, definitely something we're looking at on my college basketball stuff. On the prop side, I'm trying to look at both because we, we can't get real steam yet. We're not – they don't give us the data yet to say, hey, you know, this much money is on this prop. So we're really having to model it. But I'll take a look at, you know, what we're looking for for like – no house advantage prize picks and those kind of things is we know if we get the plays down over 119 to 137, right? So if I can get the plays at minus 150, 160, 170, that's not stuff I want to bet straight, but I'll take it and use it in those situations to get a play on them. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked that question, Trev. So thank you because yesterday was the exact opposite. Uh, Quinn, even though it won and I like bragging when I won, I got plus 130. It was that rare, one out of five that I actually had did not have closing line value. The opposite. It tipped off around 140, 145 on bet openly, probably 135 on on books. Um, but Dalgo said that they had, I think it was a 45% chance of winning. So if that was just a simple EV positive play, if they lose 55 at minus you know 100, but they win 45 at plus 130. I'm stacking ROI and I got nervous because I was like, damn, this is one of the plays that, and, but again, I, I think Vegas is up to fishy stuff because I have no idea why that line moved the way it is. That was my play of the day. And it's not common for my play of the day to lose 15 points of value. And I mean, it's still one, but still that was, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We were talking about that before the show a little bit on how they're right. They're really trying to get you to get to that middle point, you know, cause that's where they're making all their money. A hundred percent. You know what I read too? I, was, I wanted to ask you guys this, Maddie. Someone said that DraftKings lost 1.5 million two years ago and 1.9 last year. And does anyone know if that's the business lost that like, because they're hiring so many people advertising and user acquisition or if like their book actually lost money. Cause I have a feeling it's the former that the business lost, but it's a SaaS company and those companies grow at all cost. Yeah. I was asking some buddies that are pretty connected with them that very question. Cause I'm looking at the math going, it can't be there. I also think part of that is coming from the DFS side, mm -hmm. right? Not just the betting side. And you can see their push towards really wanting to you can feel it more at FanDuel than you do at you can feel more at FanDuel than you do at DraftKings right now. FanDuel's daily fantasy product is arguably the worst on the market now. It is absolutely terrible because they're not putting anything towards it. They want all that money going towards their uh, Maddie's back. They want all that money going towards their book because that's where they're making all their money. But it's also, I think for them, I also think a couple guys have told me that are that work over there, it's they're looking at almost like a loss leader at this point, right? They're using it to funnel them in. But I don't see how the book itself is losing money. There's you can look at Colorado's public numbers. There's no way they are. That's what I was saying. I, I, I figured it was the company 
but they have justification for it with the stocks they sold off and the, and their growth rate. So then it's kind of irrelevant. I, I work with a lot of tech companies that couldn't care less about turning a profit as long as their growth hits X, Y, Z. Yeah, if you look at underdog on that right now, I think they're the ones, they're on the big come up on because of the best ball and all that stuff side. And if you look at what their valuations are, I've done the math. The math doesn't make sense, right? But that's how SaaS works. You know, that you're an expert in that field, but you look at their valuation, it's because of all the content. And if you look already, normally we had a break during the NFL offseason for drafting and all that, and best balls changed the game. And there's all this best ball going now, and it's there's already drafts going for this coming year, right? Like there's already NFL season-long props out. Like they're just keeping that market going year-round now. So now it's, you know, our job to figure out how to take advantage of it. And take advantage of it, we will, my dudes. Uh, appreciate the plays today. I love these short sessions. Come in, feed. I got two plays, bad. bro. Don't, don't forget oh, my about bad, me, dude. bro. My bad, my bad, Matty. I it's, thought we lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he got bad. He got bad. We got a little, got a little love at the UFC tonight. I'll shut up. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm gonna get these plays off while I have service. So up first, Jim Miller. He's a dog today at about plus one eighty. Um. I like him in a second or third round finish. Now, here's what I'll say. I went to a UFC event last year in Vegas. I was at Circa. I put in a degenerate parlay. It was a two-leg parlay with a plus 700 and a plus 300. The plus 700 hit. The second leg was Jim Miller to knock out Cowboy Cerrone. I'll never forget this moment. The parlay would have paid $20,000. He submitted him instead of knocked him out. I'm not going to make the same mistake today. I'm taking Jim Miller to get a second round or a third round finish. So it can be sub or, or knockout. Love the odds on this. 11 to 1 on the second round finish. 19 to 1 on the third round finish. And then I'm also going to give you guys a significant strike play. I have under 35 and a half significant strikes for William Knight today. Uh, 21 significant strikes in his last two fights. This dude squats 550 pounds. He's an animal. He's either putting you to sleep or he's gassing out, and he's just not a volume striker. So I think I tend to lean that he's going to get an early finish in this fight. But I like the fact that even if he doesn't get that early finish and the fight goes the distance over three rounds, I could still win that under. Um, so you can pair that with any other props that you guys like in DFS today and any other sports or in UFC um, but that's definitely one of my favorite DFS play of the day is under 35 and a half, William Knight. And then uh, Jim Miller, round two knockout. I'm sorry, round two finish or round three finish. All right, boys, let's see how we do. So what is it, two picks each? So we, we got six and oh coming? <laughs> six and oh coming up. Yeah, let's, uh, let's yeah. go. To be clear, I, I have to go. To be clear, I have to go one of two on the Jim Miller bet because I can't win both. But. It's a huge payout. So I was going to say, want to know if it hits. <laughs> what, we'll, what we'll track is units paid back. We don't, record means nothing to all three of us. It's all it about means units. Zero. Means zero. Yeah. Exactly. I, I yeah. want to make money. That's all I care about. Exactly. <laughs> cool. I'm excited, all right, boys. All right, boys. Later. Have a good Saturday. Cheers, everyone. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness The boredom overtook us 
And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of bases For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to count When the dealing's done Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Enough for counting when the dealer's done.